Have you talked with Larry yet for your end of the season discussion? If so, what were the nature of those conversations? Yeah, I had a uh, conversation with Larry. Good, good conversation. Um, you know, just talked about the, this season and a uh, little bit about you know what we uh, would like to do uh, this off season. But it was a good conversation. I won't go into details about exactly what we discussed, but uh, it was a good conversation. Nate, what do you feel this team's greatest needs are to move forward? Well, you know, I thought last year uh, or this past season, um, just we, we, we needed to be more consistent. Um, you know, we, we talked about being tougher. Uh, we certainly uh, need to address rebounding, uh, improve in that area, and I think uh, just improve maturity. Uh, you know, 13 and 28 on the road, uh, is not going to get it. And um, I think as we mature uh, and understand uh, how to play, uh, coming with that sense of urgency on the road, um, you know, we'll be a better team. Nate, can you already see Lance Stevenson going into the next season as you're starting to? I, I think that is open. I'm certainly open to, uh, you know, uh, trying to balance our roster um, depending on who we have uh, on our roster next season. Uh, as Lance, you know, Lance has played that position. He started alongside of uh, Paul before. Um, you know, they played some good minutes on the court uh, uh, together. Uh, for a short period of time towards the end of the season. So we can certainly uh, consider doing something like that. Nate, do you want to further dedicate yourself to up-tempo scoring the way last season began, or you mentioned rebounding, do you want to become more traditional with another big and really focus on rim protection and rebounding? Well, you know, we, we, we talked about a style of play, and we wanted to improve up pace last season um, we had to uh, change that approach in a sense of uh, focusing on the defensive end of the floor to try to get more stops you know if you want to play faster you need you get you got to get stops you got to rebound uh, the, the basketball and we tried to address that last year by kind of slowing down uh, limiting uh, the possessions uh, in a sense, and uh, you know, trying to focus, change the mindset of the group that I had, uh, you know, far as uh, focusing on the defensive end of the floor, and uh, and hope that uh, getting more stops, rebounding the ball, will allow us to get into transition and and play at the pace that we wanted to uh, to play in. So, again, it depends on the roster that uh, I have in front of me. Uh, to work with that style of play. Nate, um, you go through all the interviews with, with every player and obviously the player. Just, is there a considered sort of known plan or forward with the activity of the team moving forward, or is that still sort of kind of up in the air based on how the season played out and depending on who is on the roster? We didn't get into that, but you know, a lot of that is going to depend on. Um, you know, the free agency. Uh, we have a couple guys that are free agents uh, that I'm sure we're going to be looking to uh, 
sign. We have a few guys that have option years that uh, they may opt out. Uh, so so uh, if they do that, uh, you know, can we bring them back or do we replace them with uh, another player? So a lot of that's going to depend on uh, the offseason. As you, as you make plans and try to try to foresee what you're going to build, do, do you are you doing so with the presumption that Paul will be a part of this thing next year? Or Absolutely. Do you, do, you have, do you have a reason to, to believe that? Have you been told that by someone like Paul? Or Larry? Well, Paul is under contract. I had a good conversation with Paul uh, during our meeting, and um, you know he wants the same thing that uh, I want the organization want, and that's to win. Uh, and, you know, he is on the contract, so I, I, my plans uh, are that he will be uh, back with us and, um, you know, we'll be building to be successful next year. Another player who will be a free agent or who is a free agent um, towards next season is Jeff T. Just what was that conversation like with him and though the plans sort of are in line with him being back next season? Well, I had a good conversation with Jeff, and, um, you know, he was really excited. Uh, you know, he expressed that he really wants to be back. Uh, I thought he showed some improvement, you know, towards the end of the season. I liked really his approach to, to that last game, um, really uh, challenging Kyrie uh, in that last game. Um, but good conversation, you know. I, I think uh, that we can grow together. Uh, after having him for a season, uh, as I've told him, uh, he needs to be better. I think I can make him better. Uh, we as a group, uh, I feel we need to improve. And, uh, you know, so uh, there will be a lot of push next season um, with, our, with our roster. Being going with every interview with the players, are there themes, are there sort of pinpoints or topics that – you learned about how the team as a whole, or your players, are feeling about the way the season ended, or how the season sort of went, given the consistency. Yeah, well, we talked about a lot of things. You know, we talked about the season, we talked about the off season. Um, you know, their future. Uh, you know, give me feedback on myself and the staff and uh, the season, and you know, so we talked about a lot of things uh, uh, with all the players, and uh, as I mentioned. Good conversations with with our group. Uh, we we know that uh, you know number one goal for us was to make the playoffs. You know this was not a rebuild. You know as I said uh, at the beginning of the season, it was more of a reload. Uh, so the number one goal was accomplished, which is which was making the playoffs. Now we know that uh, we need to uh, be more consistent in our play. Uh, we we. Uh, dropped some games that we felt we should have won. Uh, and um, we would, we'll have to be better. Okay, we're expecting to be better, but, uh, and, and we know that. So, uh, but goal number one going into the season uh, was to make the playoffs. Nate, what do you need to see from Miles Turner? And is his future at the five, or, or do you think... His features at the four. I think I think he can play both positions. You know, we've we've talked about that uh, during the season. I haven't gotten into that conversation with uh, with Larry. Uh, 
um, about Mao's uh, during the off season, but uh, we we have talked about the fact that I think he can play the four and the five. Uh, is there room to bring another big in like we uh, played him two seasons ago with Jan Mahimi, uh, a bigger center? Um, I think that's a possibility, uh, but I think he has the the, the, the versatility to play uh, both positions, and I've addressed that with them. The number one thing that we want uh, Miles to uh, work on this summer is strength. Uh, you know, we talked about that. Uh, we're getting a plan together uh, to, um, uh, you, you know, get him stronger. Uh, you know, part of that will be just maturity and, uh, you know, developing. But uh, the number one thing is to uh, work on his strength uh, so that whether he's playing the four or the five, he's going to need to be stronger. Nate, in regards to defense, a lot of guys kept pinpointing throughout the entire season breakdowns in communication. Would you be surprised so late in the season that communication continued to be an issue? And what could you do to counteract that going into a new season? Well, you just continue to uh, you know train and condition. You work on that. You know that's that's the number one thing. I think for all teams, uh, defensively, is being a better communicating uh, team uh, out there. When you're faced against uh, a team like Cleveland, who can put you in so many different situations, um, uh, you're going to have some breakdowns. Uh, and you know, as we talk uh, before games, uh, during the game. The number one thing is you've got to communicate. You know, e- even though we've gone over this uh, in shoot around, we've gone over this in the huddles. Uh, when you're out there, you can't assume uh, that uh, uh, your teammate is going to be able to read your mind. You have to communicate all actions uh, out on the floor, and it's you know, it seems like a simple thing, but uh, you know, so many teams. You know, that's that's a challenge. You know, some of these guys are playing with mouthpieces in their mouth and can't talk. And, uh, you know, some of them are just at times don't know what to say. Uh, but that is something that I think all team sports, uh, they work on. And uh, the better you are at that, uh, a lot of times the better uh, you are on the floor. One thing you mentioned after uh, game four was conditioning for you know the balance of the regular season and being ready to, to, to close when the playoffs roll around. But another part of that was you mentioned during the regular season dropping some games. Obviously, I think it was eight losses to the bottom seven teams in the league. That if you just split those games, you're looking at maybe home court advantage in the right. first round. How do you balance increasing the emphasis on winning the games you need to win in the regular season while also what is the idea for conditioning? What, what's the manifestation of the idea for conditioning for the playoffs? I think coming into the season uh, with that mindset that, look, you've gotten all of your vacation out of the way. And when you come into the season, you're, you're focused on um, that season and not playing yourself into shape, um, uh, waiting until you're knocked down, um, to, re, to respond with that sense of urgency. When you come in, you're focused, you're mentally, physically ready to go. And uh, I thought uh, at the beginning of the season, 
uh, and really throughout the season. For us on the road, uh, we just didn't have that mental toughness uh, that you need, uh, that mental focus that you need uh, to win ball games. We were, uh, I thought, playing those games with, with not, without the urgency, uh, I th- think at times without the respect of our opponents. Um, as you mentioned, uh, a number of those losses were to teams that were under 500, uh, not playoff teams, and um, we knew we were better than that. Um, building towards uh, getting into the playoffs and, and, and being able to uh, elevate your game, that's something you, I think you develop during the course of the season. Um, you know, we're playing against the defending champions. They were accustomed to, to that uh, level of play and that intensity uh, that you uh, have to uh, bring to the floor. Um, I thought our guys, we played a hell of a half in game three where we built the lead, but I thought we wore down. Uh, We may have left it all in that first half. Um, And the third and fourth quarter, you saw Cleveland elevate their game, just seemed to get stronger and faster. Uh, They were getting on the loose balls. They were getting all the rebounds. Uh, They were getting out in transition. And mentally, uh, we seemed like we were kind of running in mud during that time. Uh, That's conditioning yourself. Um, And Cleveland, LeBron, you know, the last five, six, seven seasons, this this guy has played in the finals every, uh, you know, year. So uh, you might think you're tired mentally. You have to find ways to get past that. Uh, in order to win games uh, this time of the season. In your, in your conversation with Blake since the season ended, is the emphasis still towards reloading for next season and trying to get better versus... We didn't, we didn't get into uh, uh, those conversations. Uh, we'll, we'll start to talk about that uh, probably in the next few weeks. But uh, basically it was just conversation about uh, our players and, and the season. With uh, I know it's tough to try to get everything, get your thoughts collected about an 86-game season when the season ends on Sunday, but since then, how much have you thought about what you were able to do successfully and what you might want to do differently or change towards next season? Well, again, I, 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 as I said, uh, goal number one um, was to get to the playoffs. And... Um, you know, that was accomplished. Now, we, we felt we could have been better. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, there were games we felt that uh, we should have won. Uh, you know, you're going up against Cleveland in the playoffs in the first round. You know, they, they're listed at number two seed, but we know that that's more like a number one uh, seed. Uh, I thought we... Uh, show some growth, some improvement. Probably the last couple weeks of the of the season, uh, you know, adding Lance to the roster, I thought was a good move uh, because I, I really felt we needed that boost uh, 
that energy, uh, that kind of passion. Uh, we uh, um, all season long was pretty much working with a, somewhat of a quiet group uh, that uh, needed, you know, just uh, someone to to kind of lift that that passion on the floor. And uh, I thought it helped uh, not only the team but you know, a lot of a lot of our guys. Uh, you know, going, uh, fighting our way into the playoffs as well as going up against uh, Cleveland. Nate, how did you feel about your team's leadership? And if you found the Viking, does it need to be addressed through personnel changes or can it come from within? Well, you know, you, you, I think you, we, when you look at our team, the makeup of our team, you automatically just said that Paul George is going to be the leader. And that's not always uh, the case. I think he tried to... Uh, Certainly tried to lead this team. Uh, it was a first for him in the sense that he had a different group of players, and you know, you know, what is leadership? Uh, uh, is it you know just someone who who's always vocal, uh, or is it someone who does it by example? I think he tried to be vocal, uh, more vocal during the start of the season, but what you saw at the end of the season was. It was by example, uh, you know, just coming out and playing and uh, going out and, and doing the things that needed to be done on that floor in order to give us a chance to win. And I thought the players followed that. So it, it was a, uh, you know, a learning experience for, for Paul as well. And I think he is the leader uh, of this team, um, you know, um, you know, guys follow uh, his 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 play and his actions. Um, and you know, when he's when he has been good for us, we've won games. And this team has played at a uh, a level to give themselves a chance to win games. To that end, obviously, last year the Toronto series, Paul took it to a different mm -hmm. level. This year, it was really the last month or so, maybe five weeks, that he was on a level he wasn't at the other four months. And the question of sustainability is: is that what Paul needs to be through the back? Can he be? Can he reach that level and stay at that level? And if so, how do you get him there to well, stay there throughout the season? That's part. That was part of our conversation. Um, you know, again, coming in with a new group uh, this season, uh, you know, you don't know how guys are going to work out. You know, you, you put all, you, you bring all these players in and, you know, their names and we've seen them be successful, but you don't know how all of that is going to work together. And it takes time, you know, it takes time to, uh, you know, learn, um, you know, who you're playing with. You got a, a, a a backcourt mate in Jeff T that uh, who dominates the ball um, and needs the ball to uh, be successful as a point. Uh, and you have Thaddeus who who was coming in at the four. Uh, you have a really rookie center in Miles who's starting for the first time uh, coming in and playing. So you don't know how all of this is going to work out. And I think all of our guys kind of came in with, you know, let's just fill each other out. And I don't want to step on anybody's toes and uh, see where I fit in. 
And um, I think it got to the point where Paul kind of just felt, look, I got to take this game, take my game to another level. Uh, certainly, uh, the last month or so of the season when we were playing 500 basketball and, you know, it's a chance that we may not make it. Uh, he just decided we had this conversation that he has to take his game to another level. So my hope and my conversation with Paul is that I think he can get to that point from the start. Uh, it's very similar to what some of these players and if he if he does that, then we're talking about MVP MVP type of performance. We're talking about what uh, Russell Westbrook is doing and James Harden is doing. Uh, you know, those guys have done that for the entire season. Um, so, yes, I think he can get to that level. I mean, I know you and Larry will have more conversations about where to add to this roster from before, but you, you're talking about passion, Tedeschi, getting leadership. Uh, how much of that will be sort of discussed versus just trying to, like you said, do what you guys did last year, which is trying to get quality players, but understanding the chemistry that goes involved with adding more pieces to the equation as the season goes on? Well, look, Larry is at every practice. Um, he's at, you know, of course, every game. He's watching everything. Um, he knows what this team needs. Uh, he, he, that was the main reason I think he went out and got Lance. Uh, he knew that this team needed uh, a little something different and uh, Lance was available and uh, he made that move to uh, when Rodney had his injury to uh, try to fill in and bring a player in. Uh, so, you know, we'll sit down and we'll talk, and uh, he knows exactly uh, what we need to do to uh, to be able to compete uh, in the East. Uh, one guy you guys developed pretty well this year, he's got better as the season progressed, was Quinn. Um, I know he has an option for next season, but he's indicated that he wants to be back. Just what was successful about Quinn? Where could his future possibly go with this team uh, next year? Well, I mean, we played, what, uh, 13 guys this year. And, you know, a lot of that was due to injuries. And, um, you know, all of a sudden, uh, you know, Glenn comes back. And, you know, how does he fit in? Uh, at the start of the season last year, Glenn wasn't in rotation. Uh, that was CJ at that three position. Uh, but uh, CJ started off uh, on the injured uh, list. And Glenn got opportunity to play and played well enough that, okay, you got to try to fit him in. I like his talent. I like what he brought uh, to the team. Uh, I think uh, I felt like every time he got a chance to play, he uh, gave us something good. Uh, there were moments where he had to start. And uh, I was comfortable with putting him out there uh, at the wing position, whether it was the two or the three. Uh, so he played himself into uh, – a rotation spot, uh, minutes on the floor, and it was somewhat of a challenge once everybody was healthy uh, to get guys uh, on the floor. But uh, pretty much what I did was I went to uh, Rodney and and uh, Monte as the guards and Glenn 
as the three. And, you know, Aaron, uh, we kind of took minutes from his position. But uh, I like Glenn's potential and uh, what he brings to the team. Do you have a, would you guys go through a plan with him or what were your sort of hope for him or what he would do this offseason to maybe have an increased role? We went through a plan with all the guys. And, you know, I think, I thought Glenn had a, uh, a great summer last year. He was in the gym uh, early and working on his game. He was in great shape. Uh, when he came into camp, uh, there was a challenge uh, put out to him uh, that he had to come in and earn the right to uh, be on the floor. He worked all summer long to, uh, to do that. It's a similar challenge uh, presented to him this offseason to uh, work hard and improve his game, uh, improve his shooting, improve his strength um, to be able to get minutes next season.